to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Well, what do you want? Are you, of course. You're going to help me create a very special spell, one that no sorcerer has yet to achieve. A time travel spell. I just need the ingredients. Symbols of innocence, love, and courage, and wisdom. A symbol of innocence could be a baby, for instance. And a symbol of wisdom could be a brain. <laughs> Your brain, to be exact. Oh, no. Greetings from Underbrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is What You Wanted, What She Had. I'm doing my best. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm excellent. How are you doing? I am doing great. I am doing fantastic. I am wonderful. This is fantastic. Thanks for coming out, everyone. I do do wish I had an extra large green cupcake. (gasps) Seriously, what was that cupcake? That was, it, it was like... It, it was like the head of a cupcake monster or something. It might have been. It may have theory. been. Theory. <laughs> Crazy theory. It's the head of a cupcake monster. No, but we are coming here to you live, 8.30 p.m. EST on Wednesday nights at live.universebox.com. We have uh, some, some stragglers that are coming into the chat uh, slowly but surely. Slowly we have but surely. Amanda and Amy P. and you, Ann Marie. That's you. Hey, that's me. Unseen viewer and me and Chancer. Ah, oh, Chancer. Who's the most important chatter of all. Mm-hmm. But if you want to hop in there, live.universebox.com. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. And you know what else we love to have, Anne-Marie? What do we love to have here? We love to have guests. (gasps) Guests! Yay! We absolutely love to have guests. And we've been having, this half season, we've been having a guest on every weekend. We've been trying to get, like, the deep cuts, the people who haven't been on in a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we've accomplished that tonight because while he did appear on our old podcast, Universe Box, a lot, mm. I, I don't think he's been on a once show proper and since the Frozen days. Not since Helgarita, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he was because saying. Because he in said the it's in his shrine uh, to our shows. Well, well I, normally I would throw to you to introduce the <laughs> But this is the your guest. dude. Yeah, th- this is my old college roommate, uh, Jason George. JG, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah, How's it going tonight, guys? Good. Absolutely fantastic. Even more fantastic that you're with us, JG. Uh, well, thank you very much. What's up, chat room? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, before we get started in the main episode discussion, you want to give us like your quick 30 seconds or so on what you've been thinking about this half season so far? Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really encouraging. Yeah, yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's good, but here's here's the thing. I, I'm afraid that they're getting to the point where they're they're getting lost in their own stories a little yep. bit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I'm alone in that. I don't want you You're to not. think I'm totally hating on the show. It's okay the, if you are. Well, the show's still <laughs> solid. It's still good, but it's kind of reminding me of what happened to the show Heroes after a while. <gasps> yes. Uh, uh, some things started. You know, I started questioning some things. Some things seemed contradictory. Uh, some powers just happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel the same way about the show Small Wonder. It was just like that fifth season, she wasn't wearing the red dress anymore. It I just it made no sense. <laughs> right, right. But the thing of it is, it's it's still a good show. Yeah, it, It's still one I'm going to watch. It's still one that I DVR. But here's the problem. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I put other shows at a higher priority to watch. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen in the past, really. You know, like, um, and I think the decline started slightly around the Frozen era, probably right around then. I think yeah. that seems to be the point where it could have gone left or it could have gone right. And it, in fact, just went down. <laughs> right, right. And I, but listen, I still think it's a good show. I still yep. think mm-hmm. it's entertaining. I still think it's great. I think I think the characters that are awesome are still awesome. Uh, it's still fun to watch. Uh, I think the show is still fun to watch. I, yeah. It's still got a lot of merit. But I worry that it's going to drown in its own universe. Its own, yes. mm-hmm. you know, like it's. When do new characters stop coming? Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just you know, like I don't know where they're going to go with the sixth season. Yeah, it's going to. We have covered so many different worlds. Whether just touching on them briefly or, you know, digging on in. Not to mention I mean, the main actors yeah. are probably getting a little antsy in their pantsy to, you know, take Do on some different. new projects. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, even um, Robert Carlyle, I mean, he's done a movie mm-hmm. through doing this. Hence, he's, uh, you know, hasn't been on as much. Well, I think so. Carlyle is probably one of the most underrated actors I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, and, and honestly, I think that guy's when this show ends, oh, and, and probably currently, He's got a lot of options. I, if I were a guy making movies, I'd kind of want that guy. Yeah. You know, he's good. He's really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's the type of actor that I, I could get concerned about because I could see him getting a lot of offers for great stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? He's probably turned stuff down because of a contract. Uh, right. Right. Or filming conf- conflicts or, you yep. know, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's still decent. It's still good. Yep. In fact, decent's not even fair. It's still a great show. Okay, well, why, just, why don't we get started talking about the episode proper? Great idea. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, Amory, why don't you get us started with the uh, rhyming episode summary? Okay. Uh, wrong thing. Okay. <clears throat> we quickly find out Zelina knows Hades. They both have a plan for fairy tale babies. Speaking of babies, the Charmings haunt theirs. Belle catches Rumple sneaking up from downstairs. Henry can right now isn't that sweet. Shame that it only works when he sleeps. If he had a brain, the scarecrow would could stay. A hellish pair canoodles in this our decay. Our decay. Our decay. Emery, what'd you think? Um well. I don't know. Like, I think one of the things that bothered me the most about this is it felt like a bunch of things that they've been like. This was um, Adam and Eddie talk to the audience episode. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like. It was like, hey, yeah. stop trying to write our stories for <laughs> us. Hey, we haven't forgot about the babies. Hey, here's Shady Shady Blue for 30 seconds. Like. Mm-hmm. Everything that people, you know, go on and on about, hey, here's Robin Hood, you know, taking the lead on something. It, it kind of felt like a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. It f- felt like majorly forced fan service. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. JG, what did you think about it overall, just in, the, in, in general? Uh, fun episode. Fun. I like that. Uh, but again, I see, I, I saw, I see some problematic things. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm also seeing a problem that I think exists. It's not just in Once Upon a Time. It, 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 bear with me here a moment. Okay. I think it's a cultural thing, and let me explain what I mean. I think we're so into getting instant gratification with everything we do now mm-hmm. that sometimes it's it's leaking into our stories, and stories are being rushed because this is not the only show that I've ever seen where 
suddenly in one episode these two characters had a miraculous love affair yeah and mm-hmm. it, and it seemed it seemed kind of like pulled out of your rear end a little bit yeah, you know yeah. it, it's uh and 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 but but see there's there's a lot of shows that are that are doing that kind of thing right now not necessarily with just love interests but like major character development stuff yeah mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil anything for anybody that watches the walking dead for instance but they've got a character on there who's been a, you know a total total ba okay yeah. i don't i don't know mm-hmm. what the rating is here for the show yeah that's uh, about where we go yeah okay that's, that's the line you're <laughs> that on is the, the line. line but within two episodes this character wanted to be not a killer anymore and all of a oh. sudden it's just it seems so rushed and it seems so forced and i'm seeing the same thing with this show sometimes like yeah okay why do why does Zelina and hades that like they're in love i don't believe you like i don't believe you <laughs> i call you out on that no <laughs> yeah. you know I, I mean like you didn't. You didn't do a very good job convincing me these two characters are in love with each other. Thank you. I mean, and and yeah. that's that. That was my problem with the, the episode. Also, one other thing, I have to kind of wonder, and if I'm getting too far ahead, yeah, I have good. to kind of kind of wonder why they did the scarecrow that way. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to talk about the scarecrow. All uh, right. Here coming up in a little bit. I I, I did, right. just wanted to point out in the chat room. Unseen viewer says, uh, "Do you want to haunt a baby?" <gasps> I love it. Yes. But I've got thoughts about that part as well. <laughs> oh, there are. Excellent. I, I, we have so many thoughts. We all have thoughts. There man. are lots of thoughts. Yeah. I, all and, right. Okay. And I want to get started okay. uh, with a little bit – something I noticed kind of thematically uh, that I think they might be building off as, uh, of as sort of a, a, a sibling – or a, a, a season theme. Okay. And that's sibling rivalry. Okay. So I, I, I thought it was interesting, first of all, that we, with – how much they uh, kind of uh, went back and forth uh, during the early part of the season uh, that Hades' motivation is so similar to Captain Hook's. They both have perfect siblings that they feel like they'll never measure up to. Uh, you know, and I just I thought that was was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just while we're on the topic, I just wanted to say that uh, his motivation or him wanting revenge – uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, dark and dastardly. But at the same time, Zeus sounds like kind of a jerk for, like, stopping his heart and everything. Like That's right. Th- I mean, there probably has to be a reason. I mean, it, it might be a god thing. Yeah, but I mean... He's also Us in mortals the underworld. just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not... Mortals just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, get on that, Will Smith. <laughs> but, but uh, you, you know, I, I, I feel like... Uh, you know, Hades is insecure, like Rumpel was saying, yeah. because his brother is the god of the gods, you know, and uh, so, so that, that has to take a hit to the old self-esteem. And I also uh, thought it was interesting that we're reminded in this episode that Zelina also resents her sister. In case anybody might have possibly forgotten that there's rivalry between Regina and Zelina. Yeah, but it just feels like they, they there keep... There is? <gasps> I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a smart aleck. That's what we do. But but it, it it definitely feels like this is something they keep hitting over and over and over again. This sibling rivalry. So right. I wonder I wonder if uh, we're going to get more siblings being rivalrous uh, moving rivalrous. forward. <laughs> uh, rivalrous. Yes. Wow. What, what do you think, JG? I, I think that's a great point. I I, I see it too. Does this mean that? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What are what are the other sibling groups in the show? Do we have uh, other sibling um, groups? Let's see here. I'm thinking. I mean, uh, we have well, we have David and James. We have David and James. We have who are both in Underbrook right now. Right. Uh, we okay, really should go. have gotten that by now because I think we made the joke last week 
that it was too expensive to have um, Josh Dallas talk to Josh Dallas. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we got Mother Superior and Mother Superior. Yeah, that's very true. <sighs> Briefly. Maybe that was like their test run on the effect. How is that a hard <laughs> effect anymore? Like, I feel like that can't actually be that hard. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. <laughs> Everyone right. has an episode where somebody talks to themselves. Mm-hmm. We've talked to ourselves in mirrors and all sorts of things. Speaking of talking to ourselves, we're not yes. talking to ourselves. There's some stuff going on <laughs> in the chat room over here. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Bobby uh, says that Liam gave Hook a falsehood to look up to. Very mm-hmm. true. Um, Amanda says they had to explain why this Hades differs from the tra- traditional one. I'm glad yeah. they fi- they're finally pointing out uh, that Zeus is the true villain in the mythology. Okay. And uh, let's see here. Uh, anything else? Uh, an unseen viewer says I had no idea that the Wicked Witch and the Evil Queen disliked each other. I thought they were gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> gal pals. Gal pals. That's my type of comment. But I, I tell you, I really like the uh, the comment about Zeus being the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because. Well, that's what all these shows do anymore to a degree is that they take your expectations and they flip them. Not mm-hmm. all, yep. but it seems like all the ones that you review anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it seems like that's that's a pretty common thing. I mean, you know, the best example of it all, I think, would be Hook and Pan. I mean, now let, at the start, mm-hmm. Hook wasn't exactly a good guy, but. He wasn't well, he terrible. Did. Hell of a lot better than Pan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't take much. Don't take much. Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't think. You would normally associate Peter Pan as the villain, mm-hmm. but I think that's a very, very valid point that was made in the chat room. Who made that comment? What was the chat uh, name? Unseen viewer. Unseen viewer. Props. <laughs> nice work. I never thought of it that way. Okay, but uh, Amory, you yes. wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Hades and Helena, right? The, the new ship. Oh, Hazina. Hazina. Helena. 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 <laughs> that's funny. Or Zadies. Zadies. Let's go with Zadies. Zadies. Oh, I kind of liked Helena. Then over oh, there, you could lead in the show with that My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Doesn't doesn't Helena Zadies <laughs> sound like the the heroine from a like 1940s detective novel? Helena Zadies. <laughs> <laughs> Helena Zadies, Private Eye. Like the Femme Fatale from some kind of no, old noir. Like yes. <laughs> Okay. I like it. I like okay, it. Okay, so Hades and his love of Zelina in his romance that came about in one episode and three minutes about some papers in the last episode. Mm. I just have a really hard time believing all of his like – Oh, uh, correction from uh, the chat room. Sorry, correction from the chat room real quick. It was Amanda's comment, not oh, not in viewers. Oh, sorry, Amanda. Mucho apologentia. Well, yeah, well Amanda – <laughs> I apologize as well. I'm not in the chat room. I don't have a monitor. Good going, Bill and Anne-Marie. Way to drop the ball. Yeah. Okay, but sorry to interrupt your point. Much love to Unseen Viewer, but uh, Amanda, Amanda. you get the gold star on this one. (laughs) Okay, so I don't believe a word that Hades says to Zelina. Mm -hmm. Even though he gets all choked up and talks more Shatner than Shatner in this episode, which was driving me absolutely bonkers. Like, I've enjoyed it. For points mm-hmm. throughout this half season. But this episode, it was like two seconds and then two seconds and then two se- Like there was so much stuttering. It was driving me nuts. But 
It just seemed fake. You know what I think? What? I think that in the flashback, yeah. I think Hades actually did fall in love with Selena. Mm-hmm. And then when she spurned him, he came up with this really convoluted plan that involved him pretending to love her, even though he had fallen out of love with her because she rejected him. So I think, I think he loved her in the past. And it wasn't a trick in the past. And there was the potential there. But because she couldn't see someone being that... Uh, you know, willing to give up the revenge uh, that he did this whole weird Underbrook sort of plan thing. Hmm. You know, I kind of have this meta problem with it. Okay. Like, like, let me explain. Like, like Anne Marie, I don't believe him either. But here's the problem. Is it that that's what I'm doing as someone watching the story? Or is it something I'm doing as someone trying to be a critic? Because yes. is my is my problem with the fact that you're Hades, I don't believe you, or is it my problem, writers, you didn't do a good enough job of Convincing. expressing this because I don't believe it. And, you know, am I supposed to? Am I, you, you know, so I, I kind of have, that's what I mean. I've got a meta problem with this because mm-hmm. as a story, looking at it from a storyteller's point of view, like I said earlier, it all seems rushed for yeah. one thing. So yeah. I think that's a big part of the problem. It's like we knew at the very end of the last episode that, you know, Hades had something with her. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then it was just, you're the love of my life. That's like in one, I don't know. It's just, that's the issue I'm having here is that I don't know if, if I'm supposed to believe him, Mm -hmm. that's poor, poor on the writer's part because you didn't make me believe him. Um, If I'm not, then, oh, then he's just a dirtbag. Like, I, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just, it's, it's so weird. Like I, I, I'd been thinking about this all day. Like, like, how do I put this into words? What my problem is? Do yeah. am I explaining it well enough? Like you get it? I think, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it just definitely like, especially for him to give up this, you know, revenge on his brother who so quickly, you know, did this to him like millennia ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you, yeah, it definitely feels really weird. Okay. Okay. It's we, cool. Yeah, Here's it my green cool. girl. You know, we're uh, good. We did um, on Sunday night when we were live, tw- or right after the episode aired, we did uh, go ahead and put a poll up on Twitter uh, asking you guys, uh, is Haiti telling the truth? Uh, 37% said yes. 21% said um, no. And 42%, an astonishing 42% said, I have no freaking clue. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it is a fandom divided. It is a fandom divided. And I mean, but most of our chat room, it seems, thinks that Hades is right or telling mm. the truth. Like Bobby says, it was the first. <laughs> they want to believe. They want to believe that it was the first time his heart had beat in ages. I can definitely see Hades falling at first sight. Amanda says it made total sense that his heart beating made him fall over on the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks Zelina is Persephone. So there's, I mean. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. You know, I just don't understand why he, he disappeared when she was dealing with Dorothy. That drove like, me. I was like, this makes no sense. I, I don't know why, why he just ran away right there. Yeah. Because Selena was into it too. And I, that might have been just, One just enough. Too much. Yeah. Just enough for her to be like, okay, nah. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It like, gave her a second to think about it. Yeah, and if he wouldn't have uh, dis- disappeared, it might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about the whole the reason Underbrook is Storybrook is because of Zelina thing? Like, I still don't think that he was pulling <coughs> saving the baby just to save it from the heroes. Mm-hmm. He wants it's the, the baby for I the curse. Earlier. Yeah. It just it's the same it, thing. It's, it's so it's. 
yeah, I, I, I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's seems a little too pat. Maybe yeah, we're just not right. as romantic enough anymore. Like <laughs> oh, all of these things that he could oh, are Anne grand Marie. gestures and Oh Anne Marie, I am. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh oh. You're leaving rose the, petals in the bed, aren't you? <laughs> I've never done that because I'm worried about allergies and stuff. But like I It's practical. I, <laughs> but like certain movies yeah. that are on, sometimes I don't like to watch them with other people around because I may very well cry. <laughs> Yeah. So I like a good romance if it's a good romantic story, but uh, the, I, I think I need more time with these characters to buy it. Yeah. Now I will say something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, other than his Shatner-like speeches, yeah. <laughs> I think the actor that's playing Hades is a pretty brilliant choice of casting. Uh, yes, he I definitely agree. has a different different tone to him than most of the other characters too, or actors do. He's definitely got his own thing going on, and plus I. It's it's another one of those uh, inversions. Like, I would expect Hades to be some kind of like big, menacing, horrible-looking dude with really good CGI blue hair. At, sure, sure, <laughs> you know it, man. You gotta have that CGI blue hair. But instead, he looks kind of like this shady, like used car salesman guy. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's a little creepy dude, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. or like the guy who's like on stage at the improv, you know, cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like that type of guy. He doesn't look like the guy who I would picture as Hades. And I like that. I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I but, will say a uh, couple things over in the chat room. Amanda says uh, the power of this show is the ability to shock us. I never know where they're heading with it. And uh, she also said that the RDK moment made my little shipper heart flutter. Aww. So, so that's nice. Okay, I got I got to give her that. That 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 speech and that line yeah. and using it as the episode title was that was pretty brilliant too. Yeah, and because I, that's you know, there's definitely a case to be made too for Zelina and Hades ending up together. But I I, I want to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, mm-hmm. JG, uh, you weren't able to get into the dock here very well. Did did you have a point before we go to our break here? I did not. You did not? My, my other points will be coming up in other topics. Gotcha. Excellent. Excellent. That's fair. Okay, so I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get over to our, our little break here to let you guys know about our Patreon. Amory, why don't you tell them about our Patreon? Um, our Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe boxes is just a way that you can help support our podcast. Greetings from Storybrooke Legends of Gotham. And we're so lost. Um, just a small monthly donation, whatever you can, you know, shell out for us starting at 10 cents and you get all sorts of stuff like, uh, free books, songs, your own, your very own podcast. Mm. We do um, a, a monthly patron handout, which is do. usually pretty pleasant. So, uh, usually, 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 usually sometimes people get a little energetic. Yeah. Yeah. Energetic. Passionate. 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 That's the word. Um, and if you go back and watch the one from the other day, we actually talked a lot about Bill's upcoming script. Yes, Infinitina. Infinitina. Yeah, if you want to know all about that, go go rewatch that. And yeah, I'm also, by the way, I'll just uh, throw out here real quick. I am looking for beta readers before I start sending this out to studios and agencies and things like that. Yes. So if you, if you want to read, uh, it's basically... Short short uh, form is Quantum Leap in the Multiverse. There you go. Uh, so if you're in, that sounds like something you might be interested. You want to take about half an hour to read the script. Bill at universebox.com. Just email me. I'll send it right over to you. But uh, yeah, uh, our patrons, who uh, a lot of them are beta readers. They and are. They're always the first. The first in line. 
For to, all that sort of stuff. To, for all of that sort of stuff. And if you want to be the first in line, if you want to be one of the cool kids, one of the coolest of the cool kids, go over to patreon.com slash universe box where we currently have 28 people giving us $124 a month. That keeps dipping. It does keep dipping. But the weird thing is, is we still got, we got more, way more money than it said we were going to get. So I don't even know. Don't call it out. Then the Patreon people will find out. But we look bad because the the numbers are weird. We look bad. But we're still getting the pledges. But uh, if you want to be one of the cool kids, patreon.com slash universe box. And remember to to think think outside. outside. Okay. So let's see here. Back, back to back to the discussion. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, Zelina's redemption baby. Oh, the redemption baby. Yes, yes. I, I I really hope they don't go all the way with this. Uh, Zelina is one of the last characters left besides Pan, who is well and truly evil. I, yep. uh, you know, not everybody needs a redemption arc. No, I, I'm sick of the redemption arc. I mean, I can see them. You know. She had a baby. She realizes she's not the most important person in the world and everything. At the same time, I'm like, okay, she, the baby's important to her. Make that very clear. And then have her raise the kid to be evil or something. You know? Exactly. Because that's what she would and should do. Like, But is she just evil because she was abandoned? I, I don't know. There, there was a moment there where she was good. Uh, and she knew, knew she was right. abandoned at that point, And then she became green and all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, season three flashbacks. Yeah, but I I think at this point she is uh she's just she's evil. You know, yeah. you know. Amy P does bring up there is Cruella too. Uh, so so yeah yeah. There's a, there's other uh there are some, but there, there's some others. But still, I I just I I love uh Re- Rebecca Mater's character so much because she's so bad, and I feel like they I feel like they're leaning her towards redemption arc. Just because uh, the actress is so nice to the fandom and so everybody connected with the fandom. Her. And everybody loves the actress. So they're like, okay, well, we want to make people love the character now. But it's not the character, you know? Right. Yeah, she was me. good in another show that you guys review, too. So, hey. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. We're so lost. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, JG, what do you think about uh, this potential redemption arc? Uh, are, are, you, are you okay with it or are you sick, sick to death of it like we are? Okay, this is this is great. This is another one of those points that uh, when I was reading the doc, I was like, "Oh, I this this was my exact same thought, only with a little slight variation." Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered if that was going to be the point of this entire show. Like uh, at the end of the run, there will be no more villains because they've all redeemed themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. While you're saying that, hold on. Amanda in the chat room says, I like that the villains are all multidimensional and have the ability to be redeemed. It's why I like the show. Okay. okay. Like she said but, that literally seconds before. JG. Like it's the same thing. JG, are you Amanda in the chat room? <laughs> Because you guys no, keep having but, a lot of similar thoughts. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> Amanda, Amanda, great minds, man, great minds. Uh, but no, it, it got me thinking. I was like, you know, because I, I, again, I've been thinking about the podcast all day, even at work. I was thinking, well, what, what do I, you know, what are my thoughts? And 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 that's something that 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 stuck out to me. I was like, wait a minute, is every character in this show that's a villain going to become good at some point? Because that's kind of the way they're going, and if mm-hmm. and if so, is that on purpose or is it just mm-hmm. happening by accident? Like, like when they started this show, mm-hmm. when they wrote the pilot, where they like we're going to write a story about fairy tale characters, and by the end, no one's going to be a villain. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because mm-hmm. think about that. Other than her and Pan, Cruella, every vi- and Cruella, and Cruella, right? Well, hers is right there in the name. I mean, what's she going to be? <laughs> Nicella. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 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 you know, it's 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 what is that? Is that what's going to happen? I mean, am I onto something, or am I totally like crazy? But it's so possible. See, like I, I definitely feel feel like they're. They're heading there, or at least every character eventually heads there. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get a redemption arc for the blind witch shortly. But is isn't it even, a perfectly... Is she even that mean now? Yeah, that's very true. She's, she right. she memorized their order and brought it to them. Mm-hmm. When they became regulars, she gave them advice. Like, she hasn't been done a mean thing since they've been there. Well, but, very you true. know, in these types of stories, ugly and weird means evil. That's true. That's <laughs> you know? true. It's the funky Unless eyes. the case... Unless of Kate, of course, it's Beauty and the Beast, and that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But you know that yeah, he's not so bad. He just looks that way. He's just drawn that way. Um, but I kind of wondered. But isn't that just a perfectly Disney thought, though? Mm-hmm. That that every person has the capacity for good in them. You you know what would make me really like this idea mm. is if they over the course of the next season, season and a half or something, you know, uh, they. They eventually turn all the villains good, even the big baddies like uh, Pan and Cruella. And Shady and, Shady Blue. No, I was going to say. Oh! And then, once the villains are all redeemed and everything, Blue becomes the main villain. And, you know, she, she her, <laughs> her evil plan is finally enacted with her henchman, Johanna, uh, we could say. Johanna did it! Johanna did Ooh. it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be an inter- interesting way to go. But the thing is, like, I don't feel like unless you do something like that, you can't have all these villains have their redemption arc this far out before the end of the show, because then there's no conflict in the show. Like, uh, unless you keep adding more villains, I guess, which we seem to which do about every doing. half season. Yeah. You know, yeah, we see new ones every mm-hmm. half season, it seems, you know, um, but the, the, but, vi- yeah, the villain yeah. for next season is the lion from Zootopia. <laughs> that's pretty much where we are that's so pretty much where we are and the then, villain from next season is like the bad emotion from that inside out movie <laughs> it's bing bong <laughs> played by also played played again by richard kind i'd watch hey, that nice. i would so watch that i'll buy that for a dollar yeah. all right Nice. Well, well, you know, as long as we're kind of uh, well, actually, let's see what's going on in the chat room here, real quick. I don't Anything know. fun? Um, shady blue, shady blue, shady blue. Okay, yeah. since we're talking about rewriting the entire series or rewriting the way the series is going to go anyway, yeah. why don't you, Amory? Why don't you tell, talk a little bit to us about Henry's writing? Okay, Henry and his drunk writing. Which isn't really. I mean, seriously, it's like drunk dialing and drunk texting. Only Mm -hmm. he wakes up and suddenly there's a story in the book. Um, I don't know what happened. I have no idea how it got there. I I didn't pick it. It just happened. I just got in the zone. Every time Henry writes, he reminds me of that like that Keanu Reeves meme. (laughs) It's like 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 whoa when you realize like. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was. uh, (laughs) I love it. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't know what I did, Mom. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so I think the drunk writing was fantastic. Hashtag bing bong big bad. <laughs> bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> From an unseen viewer. Yes. <laughs> um, and Amy P. brings up, too, drunk drawing drunk as well. Drunk drawing, Or exactly. drunk photoshopping. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get to that. Okay. Um, let's see. We always see – we always saw the other author very um, consciously writing his pages and everything – but it was also stuff that he was altering, so maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. But Henry apparently just blacks out. 
Like, he just goes into emo teenager, blacks <laughs> out, and appears with a story. Um, and I enjoyed thoroughly that Henry was being the voice of Adam and Eddie. No, everyone is not the author. You don't get to pick the story. <laughs> they pick the story. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed that, too. It was beautiful. It was, like, basically just being like, listen, go write your own fan fiction, but stop sending it to me. You know what kind of confused me about that, though? What? It's just he reacted like that when his, his moms were complimenting him. But like, it was after Hook gave him, like, crap for not writing the story they needed. Mm, mm. Yeah, he he was supposed to write the story about Hades, which I, I'm coming to this in a second. Well, you know, you can, you can have two of the most powerful sorceresses in the lands compliment you, but you get one troll in there. One troll. All it takes is one troll. All it takes is one troll. But what I was sort of related to that – Perhaps the author could only write things that recently happened or are currently happening mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously the Hades thing happened way in the past. But what he did write about Baby Neil um, in the level one haunting and, you know, Snow having her oatmeal had just happened. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like something ends and it suddenly, you know, he blacks out and writes a story <laughs> and draws a story. Like, I don't know. Like... Maybe that's why he can't write the past stories because they've already been written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they, they, there's all sorts of uh, you, you know, sort of you know, teenagers disappearing to their room things that I'm not even going to touch on here. Oh, but, uh, it, it's, it, those, it's killing me. But like, okay, one last thing. I said, this. knock next time, mom. Knock. <laughs> there's no doors. Mom. There's no doors. They're all in the apartment. Did you um, see the sock on the doorknob? There's a sock in the stairwell. Um, <laughs> so the moms are trying to be supportive, but they're kind of being a little offensive. Like mm-hmm. the poor kid's trying to do what you're asking him to do. It's very well written. Oh, the pictures are lovely. Like yeah. they're not complimenting. They're being snarky to him. That's yeah. why he huffs off. They're goes, talking to him like he's a toddler. Yes. <laughs> they're talking to him like he's baby Neil who hasn't aged. Oh, that's good. I'm going to hang it up on the fridge. It'll be oh, nice. that's yes. mouse. It totally doesn't look like just a bunch of squiggly lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice work. Yes. <laughs> that's what it was. Like, yeah. I feel for Henry on that if, if Henry's ever going to grow in as an author, he needs some real criticism. <laughs> you suck, kid. Ah. <laughs> you're, a, you're a bum. You're never going to work in this town. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, parents haunting their their baby. What are you – this is never going to sell. Okay, that's the weirdest thing. That's yeah. so like, weird. Like, I, I thought it was really neat. The idea, the concept, mind you. Yes. It's like, but of all the ways they could have used that, they're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's just have you guys uh, talk to your infant. Why don't you sing a little <laughs> song? Yes. There's no way anybody will find this horrifying at all. That, <laughs> that, that, that you're singing a lullaby to your son from basically hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> yes. I mean, you know, like, like." Hey, don't worry about us, Neil. We're just in hell. Um, We're helping your sister rescue yeah. her dead boyfriend who has Sorry a Sorry for scarring you, but we just wanted to say hey. But the thing we, is, like, they're all concerned about him feeling abandoned. He's one, though they're playing him like he's six months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, the haunting thing. Like, yeah. really neat concept. Don't necessarily know why you had to have that particular phone booth to do it, but whatever. I yeah, um, and but, Amanda. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it, it's it's a neat concept. I just wish that they 
I hope that it's not the last we see of haunting, okay? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. hope that the next time it happens, it's not to an infant. <laughs> uh, that's weird, but okay. I'm I sorry. hope it is an infant haunting somebody else. Oh, my. There's but, one thing you guys – oh, I'm sorry. One thing I just want to say before I, I forget about it. There, if we get to the end of the show and there's something uh, – if you have space, there's something that I've been dying to ask you guys about this show that okay. wasn't in the dock. So, okay. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. okay. What's going on in the chat room? Okay. Anyway? Amanda points out – and because this is something that me and her have both been very upset about as well as many, many people in the world – that baby Neil should be at least one by now. And Ginny and Josh's kid was born at the same time and is almost two. However, let's wait, Snow Queen, Queens of Darkness, and Camelot, and the kid only aged about a week. (laughs) And uh, Amy P says, I still think level one haunting sounds like a video game. Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. 100%. I can buy that. However, Amanda says, I wonder what a level two haunting would be. But yeah. babies and toddlers just age as the writers need them to. I know, and that's time. very annoying. You know, it one, is. one thing it I is. thought was kind of interesting, speaking of the level one haunting stuff, and this isn't in my notes or anything, but the guy yeah. uh, that was they were asking questions about the haunting and stuff to, uh, he said that he had been there for 30 years. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing Underbrook has been around exactly as long as Storybrook. But I wonder... Oh. I wonder what it was like before that you know i wonder what exactly these yeah. are the, these are the questions that we all have mm. right. I'd, I'd like is a flash... it possible oh go oh, ahead uh, is it possible that underbrook is always there they just can't see it that could be like it's a Ooh. it's a slightly different plane or something like that yeah just like a different plane of existence you know like in the comic books you know uh, mm-hmm. professor xavier could always travel to the astral plane you know it's yeah. like his body was still there but his psyche was elsewhere and i like is Underbrook like that? And by the way, I've been trying hard to figure out a joke. You know, I just made you say Underbrook. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but- you know what? Maybe, maybe there's, maybe that's why all the characters from Fairy Tale Land are there because when the the Dark Curse happened, they all they got pulled, pulled over to over. this under this Underbrook, this uh, underworld version of Storybrook, and that's where they've stayed since then because they were because they died in the Enchanted Forest. They were part of the curse that. You know, okay. right? Because maybe there could be a character that comes in. It's kind of like uh, Haley Joel Osment from The Sixth Sense. That <laughs> even when it's regular story broke, like he's like, "Hey, there's your brother." People. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's right over there. He's standing right beside you. Like, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, nice. I see them everywhere. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. That, that was a thought I had. That I was like, "Is is Underbrook completely different, or is it always there? Hmm. You know, is it always?" You know, right there under the surface, you know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, do you have something from the chat room? No, I was going to say, let me just jump to finish my other point because we've sort of already touched on it. And then you can go back to yours. Okay. It sort of leaves yours a little bit more open. Okay. I apologize if I interrupted you, Marie. No, you're good. It's you're a good. free-flowing conversation. This is, this is a All separate right. point. We just sort of got to most of it. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go here. Uh, okay. It makes more sense where we're at. So the entire Snow and Charming becoming regulars at Granny's. And feeling guilty all of a sudden about Baby Neil felt very shoved into the episode. Like, they had to acknowledge Baby Neil was in the nunnery nursery. Mm-hmm. So they had to bring him up in another point because check out the, the gun. The gun in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully this will help push the story forward to defeat Hades. Like, it gave the heroes a reason to continue pushing forward mm-hmm. because they've done nothing. We found Hook like three episodes ago. 
Go yeah. home. <laughs> Go home. Well, um, they they had their their escape hatch kind of nailed shut. Well, but it's not nailed shut because we also learned that Rumple's Dark One blood opens a portal mm-hmm. because we needed another reason that we acknowledge like six different types of portals in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I mean, they even they even had Hades saying like, uh, or, or, or they were talking about how you know how easy it was to make a portal now, right. where he could have used that back in the day or something. Right. Like that. So, but, well, maybe it had to be in conjunction with something from Hades and blah 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 blah. Um, but really, how are they going to defeat Hades? Like mm-hmm. he's Hades. He's the god of the underworld. I don't understand. Um, doesn't there kind of have to be a god of the underworld? It's, it's you- Sort of the mythology thing. He, mm-hmm. he handles those people. But or would he get replaced? Will he get replaced? But then you're still replacing a bad guy with another bad guy? Maybe. Probably. It's the underworld. I mean, most likely. Most, most likely. But the to... the underworld's not all, like, like the, the underworld doesn't seem to me, like, to be the, the end bad place. You know, like they say. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you can, right. it's, it's kind of like the limbo. It's like in the middle. Right. right? Like, you could go other directions. So, you know... I think there's an argument that Hades should really probably just be neutral. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm at, does that make sense? Yeah, like, it does. Like if you've got – if you can go there and exit to a good place and a bad place, then well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he should, he should, he should be Switzerland basically. He right. Be he should be. Right. Like just the guy, you know, tending house. Not mm-hmm. really like, you know. But of course I think he probably would like to see most of them go to the bad place. But, right. you know. Nice. Just well, a thought. What was that over in the chat room? Um, a couple things from the chat. Bobby said, when Hades said April 15th, I thought, did Zelina forget to do her taxes? Does the IRS <laughs> have jurisdiction in Storybrooke? Yeah, what's up with her birthday being tax day? I had the same thought, Bobby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's around um, Rebecca Bader's real birthday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they used it, because they didn't have a day. Um, and I think Amanda, or Amanda said, I think... <laughs> Um, I think they'll defeat him the way they did all villains by redeeming him. Could be. Could be. Exactly. Exactly. Makes Definitely. sense. Okay, well, I, I'm going to go ahead. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Rumbell relationship I, and how it was approached in this episode. Okay, so I, I really liked uh, that Rumple decided to finally get real with Bell. Like, uh, and you know, the fact that when she shows up in the library there, that he confesses or confesses instantly instead of, instead of dragging this out. Oh, is who is Hades going to tell about this or whatever? Or is Emma going to tell Belle? Oh no. You know, uh, I, two dates, one place, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad they kind of shut that down right away. And I feel like this scene said to me anyway, that, uh, the Rumbell pairing, the Rumbell ship is finally heading towards an honest, good relationship. Because Rumpel is finally being completely 150% straight up with her. And now he just needs to convince her to be honest with herself. Because Bill likes bad boys. Racy Lacey was closer to her true nature than, you know, she has ever believed. Uh, You know, because... You know, last half season, when Rumpel wasn't a, a man and a beast, as he said in, says in this episode, she wanted nothing to do with them. She was just like, oh, that's nice, Rumpel. You know, I'm slowly breaking it off with you uh, and everything. So, you know, I, I, I think the sooner she admits to herself 
that she kind of likes she likes the beast as much as the man. Uh, the, the sooner they can, you know, live happily ever after. And, and I, I just feel like uh, I feel like they're going to end someplace good at the end of this half season. I know I've said that a billion times before, but this time I mean it. No, I really liked it. I mm. thought it was it made sense. Yeah. It was probably one of the best conversations the two of them have had. Yeah, I think your mic's out, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's not just me. Can we... uh, okay, my mic. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I, I still can hear you, but you were a little quieter. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh JG, why don't we why don't we hear what you have to say about uh about Rumbell in this episode while I try and fix Amory's mic. Okay. Uh I agree with you. I, I I like that he instantly admitted everything and said, "Hey, this is the way it is. I uh I got dark power. I like it. I'm never going to stop liking it. Um and if you like me, you have to accept that." Um it was great because it, it, it really subverted my expectations. I thought, oh, no, Belle, I totally am not doing evil stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like, even though he's not really doing evil stuff, eh, well, that's, I don't know. That's, his motives are always kind of ambiguous or which side of the dark or the light he's on. But, again, that's what makes him a fascinating character. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I liked it, too, because, I like, how long can you play that? That on again, off again, like right, like because they're kind of like the uh, the uh, uh, the Ross and Rachel of, ah. of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, instead of we were on a break, it was I didn't have the dagger, or you know, yeah. <laughs> something, you know, like it was the fake, it was a real dagger, you know. Yeah. Uh, but mm. it, it's kind of like that, and that got kind of tired. You know, I loved Friends, but that that got tiring. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was like, just knock it off already. Everybody knows you're going to get married and be a couple and love each other forever. So just do it already because I, there's no payoff. It's not worthwhile anymore. Like, you know, like we know. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so I agree with Bill. But I also kind of wonder, though, like, like Bill is not of the two. The one with the biggest capacity for evil is clearly Rumpelstiltskin. Right. Mm-hmm. But but Belle was not completely innocent in this relationship. You know, I, I think that, you know, I, she has a tendency to have it be a destructive relationship on her side, too, just oh, because, completely. you know, it, it, it's they kind of they, they both sort of toy with each other's emotions a little bit. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And we, it, we were actually theorizing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what if, what if uh, Belle ends up actually just just going bad like that would that would make the character way more interesting than she is now if she just decided to you know lean into the dark a little bit you know? yeah absolutely but and really- then well, how about the story if rumpelstiltskin had to try to get her back to the side of light that'd be interesting Ooh. that'd be fun that'd be fun <laughs> but uh, let's just be honest how much more of her are we going to get in mm. this half season because she's just going to get more and more prego very true seeing as how she just had a baby a few weeks ago i I will say over in the chat room amy p says aka the first time rumple uh was ever honest with bell and amanda says only took about 30 years i would argue that he was honest with her from the outset and uh after she woke back up in storybrook is when he started being a little duplicitous like i yeah you know he was very honest about who he was he didn't try to hide the glitter the glitter skin from no. her, from her. He didn't try to hide the darkness from her, you know. You know, and I think uh, you know that's something that happened after they ended up, you know, in Storybrook and everything. Yeah. So it, it, just a thought. Had just something a to do with the curse. 
So, uh, okay. So I, I think that about... Uh, yes, Gigi had a thing to ask us, though. Well, here, I was no? going to do arbitrary scale first. Okay. okay. So let's see here. Let's see here. Out of 14 uh, dead phone booths, how many dead phone booths do you give this episode, Amory? Mm, nine. Why? Um... It was all right. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't great. It wasn't phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination. So nine. Nine. I don't know. I'm like <laughs> I. I just I didn't really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I I know when you said that you enjoyed it more on your second watch through, I was like, okay. Usually when you enjoy something more the second time, so do I. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Nope. That did not happen. Unfortunately. <laughs> It happens. Okay, JG, out of uh, 14 dead phone booths, how many dead phone booths do you give this episode? I think nine sounds good for me, too. Nine sounds uh, good? Yeah, bec- you know, it, uh, you know it's, it was an episode of Once Upon a Time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I enjoyed myself. Uh, but those issues I had that I've been discussing. Now, I must say something. Mm-hmm. The Hades-Zelina relationship mm-hmm could eventually lead to a big payoff so that my nine that I'm giving right now Mm -hmm. in the future, once I get more information, that could be adjusted. That might go up. Kind kind of like how we did with Tallahassee where we hated the episode at at first. Oh, we despised it. And then went back and it, it, it's why we started the whole Haterade thing. It is what started Haterade. And then we went back and watched it and we were like, oh, this was a great episode. Yeah. Because it sets up Neil and Emma so well. Now, why did, can I ask, why did you guys hate that episode so much? In the I beginning? can't remember. You'd I have to, you'd have to visit It's been our, so long, uh, I can't recall. Yeah. I think it just wasn't what we were hoping it would be mm-hmm. because we were so excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where we got the t- the typewriter reveal to? No, the typewriter that was the setup for the typewriter reveal. Oh, okay, because that that just made oh, us all sorts. Of over angry. here in the chat room, we have uh, ten uh, dead phone booths from Amy P. I liked it, but not loved it. Unseen viewer, ten dead phone booths. I still don't trust Hades. Bobby gives it eleven phone booths, dead phone booths. Thanks, and uh, Amanda gives it ten dead phone booths. It has some good parts, and I like uh, the the hell witch pairing. You know, one thing we didn't even discuss that I just want to bring up real quick. And Liz gave it nine. One, oh, and Liz give, gives it yeah. nine. One, the scarecrow. Yeah. was probably the best CGI character they've ever done. Yes, completely wasted. Yes. Um, two. Yep. I really hated Dorothy. I yes. really wish. What was the they should have just brought the little girl back. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, they probably couldn't. Well, they could have because it was supposed to be a few years later. So they could have brought back in like the whatever she is now, 17 or 18 year old girl. And I think it would have been better. Yep. I, I, uh, yeah, I'd agree, Bill. And how were the munchkins communicating with Dorothy? Did, and how they, did, have they, a, did they have a mail portal? And how did they know to <laughs> uh, either? Because she, uh, when she was in Oz the first time, all she did was hang out with a bunch of witches. Right. So, yeah. It, That's right. Super weird. Okay, JG. None of it made sense. <laughs> JG, you said you had something to ask us about the show uh, before we let you go here. I do. And okay. I, if you've brought this up in the past on other podcasts and I just missed it, Maybe I missed an episode somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me for asking this, but this is something I've been thinking about a good bit, and I'm dying to know what you guys think. Okay. Given the nature of the relationship between Robin Hood and Zelina, how comfortable are you with the fact that they have a child together? 
Not very. No, not, not so very. Much. And yeah, it, it, this uh, definitely came up a oh, lot yeah. uh, during the course of the pregnancy. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, just yeah, it's it's super skeevy, super skeevy. It's exceptionally, but mm. now I will say this: it it it, it solidly puts Zelina in the villain slot. Yes. Yes. Very um, much so. It, because it, I don't know how familiar you you are. Well, I know Amory. The Harry Potter story. Yes. Isn't that essentially what Tom Riddle's mother yes. did to Tom Riddle's dad? Yes. Like, and and that rubbed me the wrong way when I read that too. Because, yeah. you know, dudes, that's kind of rapey. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. In fact, yeah. I'm going to cut out that kind of. That's pretty rapey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. exactly it, what it was. It was, you know, false pretenses, which is, you know, taking away the opportunity to say no, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and, and, you and know I they guess... won't say yes to you, so you pretend to be someone else. Now, it's not the fact that it happened that I find uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. the fact that nobody's making a deal about it in story. Like, right. like, yeah. Robin Hood's no, like, never like Zelina totally raped me. Like, mm-hmm. right. you know, uh, and, and no one, no one thinks. Oh my God, that's horrible! Like, right. you know, you were taken against your will, and you conceived a child with someone against your will. No one's bringing that up, and I find that problematic. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it almost because it, I think you know, and I'm not trying to get into a philosophical, uh, uh, you know, sociological debate or anything, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the show's failings. I, I think that 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 should have been addressed. I think that everybody should have been weirded out by that. Like, and I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I know that we we definitely had a lot of very strong reactions to it when it happened uh, for, from our listeners and everything. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I think it's it's criminal. That well, I mean, I think what happened is criminal. Right. And I, I think it's a shame that they did they didn't you know address that in the show at all. Uh, but at the same time. I also think Zelina's dirty laundry list is so long at this point that in a lot of ways that's just another thing on it and it's also just because of, you know, where the when the show airs, how the show airs and everything, I can see why they don't address it head on because yeah. it's it's not an 8 p.m. on Sunday night uh wonderful oh, world of Disney time slot uh kind of a topic. Yeah. So, right. Right. And and it just it made me wonder because, you know, uh, there have been rape scenes in Game of Thrones that were very, very, you know, panned by critics and very and, mm-hmm. and, and people gave up on that show. Now, keeping in mind, those were rapes you see as a viewer or at least hear. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't see or hear this, but still it's, you know, it, 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 and, and, and even in Game of Thrones, it's considered an atrocity to do something like that. You know what I mean? So like yeah. men get their heads cut off for doing that, you know, but. In this universe, it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. you know, it just I, I, I just wish that the characters had acknowledged that, and now it's too late to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without you, you know, it's like five hours later. Like, you know, I'm really mad at you, like, well, over something you did five hours ago. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it. So, but I also think that lends a little bit of uh, credibility to you know m- maybe Z- Zelina will be the one of the villains that doesn't get a redemption arc because there's no way to redeem that unless I, I, I don't know she totally apologized to Robin Hood and then maybe I don't know some other stuff but uh, one final thought before I let you go and this won't take nearly as long okay the whole podcast since we've said redemption arc maybe about a half dozen times yeah. mm-hmm. The entire podcast, I've had Redemption Song by Bob Marley going in my head. <laughs> but as I 
is I sing it in my head. I take out song and put in arc. <laughs> so, Redemption arc. Get on writing that parody, Bill. <laughs> I will. I will. I, I'm already formulating. I'll have a lyric sheet to you by the end of the night, JG. All right. And uh, one more thing. Uh, feel free to email me your uh, your script if you, you know. I know I'm not a patron, but uh, I know you, you can't have year. it. You can't have it. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be a patron one day. Of course I will, JG. I'll, I'll email it to you right after. Do you want to tell people where they can follow you online and stuff? Sure thing. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm on Facebook uh, mostly. Um, uh, just Jason George, that's me. Um, I am on Twitter at J Jason George. Um, mm-hmm. And but I'm not really on there as much as I used to be because usually if I'm on Twitter, it's for running this page my friends and I do. So you know. Uh, but yeah, that's me. Excellent. And if you hop on MySpace, you can catch me there at around 2006. <laughs> so, nice, yeah. nice. We will definitely do that as soon as we get the the baby, the brain, the lion's what? tail, and all that other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right, JG, thank you so so much, buddy. I am going to hang up on you now. Bye. All right, thanks. Wow, you really hung up on him. Yep, I did. I, I always really hang up on I people. Know, but, it was uh, but thank you so much to my old college roommate, JG, yeah. for hopping in. Always a good time to have him on it. Now, yes. on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Ratings, let's see, Once Upon a Time got a 1.1. It managed to rise a tenth of a point versus last week. So it's on an upswing from its series low. Right. Well, there was actually. Am I still. No, I'm there. Um, a whole bunch of different shows that rose about that. Hey, there I am. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the week before, which was Easter, which explains why a lot of shows had really low ratings. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, we have a YouTube comment addressing that uh, coming up. Too, ah, here okay, good. Um, but uh, okay, so next up, we have a preview for next week's episode called Her Handsome Hero. Uh, let's let's watch this right now. Okay, okay. So uh, no one gets recast like Gaston. <laughs> Uh, so we, let's see. So we've recast Gaston. Talks to Hades like Gaston. Oh, that makes him even Kisses Bell and turns into a rose like Gaston. He's in Underbrook and okay. he shoots an arrow. Okay. So wait. So we turn Gaston into a rose, right? Mm-hmm. But when um, the Bell went to Camelot and Rumple was under a sleeping curse type thing, Blue gave her a rose. In a really big bell jar to take with it. That's very weird. true. That's weird. Well, it I, it was kind of I think just referencing that whole thing. I from, know it was, but think about it. It's weird. From the movie. From the mirror. From the movie. Uh, but if you if you want to check out the ratings, if you want to check out. Uh, you know, the the trailer, uh, check out the show notes, greetings from storybook.com. Now it's time for a listener feedback. Next week, again, you don't have to run. You don't have to be in such a hurry. If you see a, a fiery portal to hell open up, don't grab a baby and jump in. Do not grab a baby and jump to the portal of the underworld. Chill out with Blue. Have some tea. Then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at jfstorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, uh, we're going to start off with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. Hi. So this uh, episode of Once was a bit of a mix bag for me while the whole neil thing or i'm sorry henry uh dream writing the pages and the charmings uh singing a haunting lullaby to neil i thought that was all a bit lame i actually rather liked the other elements of this episode 
Mm-hmm. Oz is one of the few lands I feel like this of the effects department of the show haven't totally failed at, so I actually liked that. Yeah. Not to mention I've always been a fan of Wizard of Oz. It's a shame that the Once Upon a Time in spin-off format had uh didn't last because it would have been cool to maybe get a season in Oz with uh I Dorothy agree. and more of a backstory there. But what I really liked about this episode was I thought they did a good job of uh, explaining why Hades fell for Zelina so quick and how he relates to her so well. I thought that pl- all played pr- rather well. But I also really liked that Zelina can't feel love because she doesn't love herself. And if you can't love yourself, then how can you believe that anyone else can love you? So mm-hmm. I thought that also played well. But what I really liked was Rumpel's, uh, you know, Rumpel coming clean to Belle. I really loved that scene. Um, I've, you know, I know everyone's always called Belle stupid or, you know, why can't this just end or whatever. But I agree with what Rumpel said, you know, that in my opinion, anyway, I'm not going to say I'm necessarily on Rumpel's side, but, you know, (laughs) if he can be a better man and still have power, what's wrong with that? That's, that's how I Mm -hmm. feel about that. So as far as a scale, I'll say out of a scale of 24, uh, loose pieces of straw from the straw <laughs> scarecrow that's the only thing i could think of did i say 24 okay so out of 24 i'll say 20 i'm um, not to say you know yeah 20 there were there were plenty <laughs> of faults in this episode but for the most part i thought it was a pretty good episode thank you very much bobby uh yeah and, and definitely the cgi uh for the, for the scarecrow was some I, of the best where 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 are they hiding that that animator? Put him on everything you do on this show because he it, it was an awesome job uh, all the way around in both scenes, yeah. a well lit scene, a dark scene. You know, yeah. he looked good in both of them. So I mean, that's hard to do. So a uh, very very good job, animator, whoever you are. Okay, next up is Amanda. Take it away, Amanda. Hey guys, my name's Amanda. I'm a first time caller, hey. but I've been listening for a few weeks on my commute home. It's been nice. a godsend having somebody in the car to have that conversation with about the show that I'm obsessed with, so thank you for that. Um, About this week's episode, I really liked the Hades and Zelina storyline, especially because I've really come to like Zelina ever since I got to meet her at a fan event, Rebecca Mater, Mm. where she was just wonderful and funny and sweet and charming, and I'm really glad that they're bringing her back. And I think that this is their way of going back to the original Greek mythology, which is something I was really hoping they would do. Hmm. I think that this is their way of bringing Hades back to that benevolent leader that he always was in the original stories, the way that they brought Frozen back to its roots by introducing the Snow Queen and the spell of Shattered Sight. And I think that the baby's name is going to be Persephone, and I think that she is going to be the connection between the over and underworld. I think she'll spend half of her time with her mother in the underworld and half with her father in the overworld. I like that. Um, I'm really excited for where this is going, and I hope you guys are too. My arbitrary scale is going to be 10 unaged babies who should be (laughs) older. Yes, Neil, I'm talking about him. And I would give this episode seven unaged babies. So thank you very much. I hope to um, be part of the chat room this week, and I will catch you then. Thank you very much. And you have been part of it. Yes, yes. Uh, Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, welcome to Uh, the show. Definitely. And yeah, I I like that idea of the baby being like the... Yeah, yeah, being perceptive and being like kind of the gateway between the over and the underworld. Almost, re- it reminds me a lot of a. Uh, this is so lame, but uh, in the Marvel, ah, good, the Marvel versus DC comic book they did back in the nineties, there was a character called Access 
that existed in both universes. So, so that could be that could be fun. I like that idea a lot. Interesting. Okay, so let's see here. Next up is Michael. Take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. It's Howdy. Michael. Hey. So our decay. Is it just me, or is this the perfect title for this episode and the perfect comment on the show as a whole? Halfway through watching last night, I nearly gave up and didn't finish the episode. Wow. And I know you all have had your share of Haterade episodes, and I guess I have too, but this is hands down the absolute nadir of this show. There's not a single character I find interesting anymore, and there are so few remaining that I even like. First off, Belle. I guess they've forgotten her whole character premise that she sees the good in everyone because she acted all horrified at a deal Rumple had made hundreds of years before meeting her. She has to have known that he's got several skeletons in his closet, any one of which might have come up and forced them to deal with it together. Now, of course, this is before she learns about his newest treachery. So for all she knows, at this point, the man she's reacting to in horror is still Hero Rumple. Uh, of course, past that point, I absolutely sympathize with her reaction. Rumple, who used to be my favorite character, I don't know, I've pretty much given up on him. At this point, his <laughs> unapologetic, revisionist, power-loving ways are just annoying. And Regina, who used to be the evil queen, is now this self-righteous person who denies that Zelina... Uh, can never change. If anything, she should be quicker to trust her than anyone and believe that she can have her redemption. Not to mention Robin Hood's one-note performance of complete bafflement <laughs> at what honestly aren't any more unusual events that typically happen in this show. The Charmings are surprisingly the closest thing I have now to interesting characters, and that's only because they're not as downright annoying as others. Uh, but what was up with their arc here? Not only is the idea of a telephone booth haunting a little bizarre, it's also completely off screen. We don't even see it. And not mm. only that, the pay, the payoff is not even shown. We're just told about it through Henry's book. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't even. And finally, <laughs> Hades and Zelina. It's interesting. This could have been a really great story. It reminds me of a line in uh, Anais Mitchell's folk opera, Hades Town, which you all should definitely listen to. It's amazing. Uh, in the song Epic Part 2, when Orpheus sings about Hades see uh, seeing Persephone for the first time, there's this amazing line, suddenly Hades was only a man with the taste of nectar upon his lips. That always gives me goosebumps. And compared to that, we have this horribly performed romance with less than zero chemistry. I could take or leave the actor who plays Hades but the least they could have done is cast someone who has chemistry with Rebecca Mater, which leads me to believe that maybe they didn't even foresee this subplot at all when they started writing this half-season, which, ugh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't think I have any intelligent takeaway here. And honestly, I don't know if there is any to be taken away. But if there is, I'm sure you all will find it. All right. Thank you. I, it was just about over, but I, I, I'm worried about that cat in the background. <laughs> I, I think the cat has been nipping at Michael's haterade and uh, he's been infected with the haterade. But thank you very much, Michael. Yeah, uh, thank you. You know, I, as we we haven't been uh, we haven't been shy about the fact that this half season hasn't been our favorite no, at all. Not at all. Yeah, but don't take it out on the cat, man. Leave the cat alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, last but not least, we have a message from Jessica who sent this in last week, but not in time. Uh, so this might be a little outdated, but we'll go ahead and play it anyway. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. My name is Jessica, and I have a theory for you. Um, since I saw the promo for next week's episode, I was thinking that maybe Hades and Zelina were, were was a couple. And uh, you were right. Hades knew that uh, Zelina was jealous of Regina. Yes. So he wanted to help her since he loved her. 
so that's why he knew about the curse. He gave, he created the curse and gave it to Rumpel, had Regina cast it, and uh, made the underworld look like uh, Storybrook. So that when Zelina dies, uh, she could rule the underworld just like uh, Regina ruled Storybrook. So, Whoa! Jessica, are you a writer, Jessica? Jessica, that isn't because we literally we got this last. I, I think I got it last Thursday morning, like right after we recorded the show, oh. which is why we didn't play it. Jessica, fantastic job! A round of applause. She predicted the entire episode. That's like, pretty, yeah, pretty incredible, including specifics. Yeah, I know, very specific. She's a writer. The, the only thing, the only thing we don't know for sure is if Hades created the dark curse, right? Right. Out of everything she said, mm-hmm. so very good, very good. Okay, you want to read this letter from Ash, and we'll go ahead and get wrapped up here. <clears throat> hey, Anne and Bill, happy belated Easter. I hope you and yours had a good one. However, you celebrated. Hmm, I wonder if Peter Cottontail is related to Percy, the White Rabbit in Wonderland. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hunts for and hunters of things, hums witch hunters from the Wicked soundtrack. Dorothy being epic and Toto too for the win. <laughs> um, I'm stepping stage directions. And trouble is this brewing as per usual. Well, lest it let least it's not a green twister portal. And yes, Belle, use those brains. Haunting. And yes, Charming's breath would fetch a pretty penny. I wager down there. Uh, yes, Henry, Henry, everyone's a critic. Stress and pressure does not help the writing process or great writing make gang. Um, I'm sure Bill knows that really well. <laughs> Bonding over sibling stuff. Aha, uh-huh, and a curse. Interesting. Very interesting. And you go and tell, you go and tell him, Robin, you find your baby girl. Uh, about time true confession sessions. You tell him, Belle, that's our brave girl. Yes, charming. Sing! Ah, oh, man, truth bombs are dropping everywhere. <laughs> wow, an honest giggle of sound. I thought I never would hear it. Uh, Robin with a wee baby. Uh, sweet Pea. Do you think they'll call her Sweet Pea? This is me. I don't know. Maybe. Because she, she was called Sweet Pea numerous times. Mm-hmm. I really think they need to lean into pistachio. But that's I still funny. think it's weird they haven't named the baby yet. Because he doesn't know her. You abandoned her to go to the underworld Oh, to I don't know her. Oh, Hades can do stuff with names. Oh, I, my pen's broke. I can't fill out the paperwork. So I'm just going to wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I was. Lena learning the underworld must be getting very, very cold. And yes, no, that a, that a girl. Um, I was getting odd feelings about Hades and Selena. What is this feeling? So sad and new. And on this note, giving this one seven and a half tipped over bicycles out of ten. Cheers and hugs, Ash. Oh. Those are always hard. And to wrap up, we have a comment here from Matsy. Thank you very much, though, <laughs> Thank Ash. Thank you, Ash. Uh, keep in mind that this episode, because we were talking about the low ratings last week, and he says, keep in mind this episode aired on Easter Sunday, and if you look at the ratings for all of that Sunday, everything was lower. ABC's press release even stated that all of their Easter Sunday programming will be coded under special and not counted in the season averages. Uh, so this coming will. episode could tick back up a little or stay even. It ticked back up just, just a, a little. About seven people. So uh, thank you guys so much for uh, writing in. As always, uh, you know, when you get done watching the episode next week, again, avoid the the flaming pit to hell Mm -hmm. because there's snow down there and you don't want uh, to see the snow in hell. It's bad. (laughs) Uh, Instead, just wait a second. But by Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. 
Tweet us at GF Storybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. At AMD Simone. Oh, aren't you uh, resurrecting Crunchy Crafty? I am making a slight effort to resurrect CrunchyCrafty.com. So if you like recipes and crafts and reviews of things, Go over there and check it out. What's the address? Crunchycrafty.com. I said it three times. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So crunchycrafty.com. And, and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And like I said, I have a, a TV pilot that I, I want to get some beta readers on before I start sending it out. If you're interested in Infinite Tina, email me, bill at universebox.com, and I'll hook you up with a copy. All right. I guess about that, that about does it for this week. Uh, again, thank you to our chat room. Thank you, chat room. We love you. Woo! You guys are the best. Absolutely. Thanks again to my old college roommate, Jason George. Uh, who, again, is also the best. I mean, it just objectively, objectively the, best. the best. Just objectively the best. So I, I guess that about does it. Uh, until next time, greetings, greetings from, from Underbrook. Underbrook. Mortals, Munchkins, and Helena. <laughs>